right, everybody. The moment you've all been waiting for. We are live with Suge E on Glad You're Here on HappyProductions.live. Suge, how you doing? I'm fantastic. Thanks for having me. Yeah, man. Thank you so much for coming up. And uh, so Suge got here uh, a like, like 45 minutes ago or so because of the snow? Yeah, yeah something like that because he's responsible. And he, by the time he got here, I just walked in and I've been running around like a chicken with my head cut off. So we've been he's kind of been watching me like a stressed out maniac over here. And I hope I didn't stress you out too much, man. But I'm excited yeah, to have fine. you here. <laughs> yeah. So first off, thanks for coming up. We uh, we got introduced by a mutual friend, Tony, uh, Tony William Matt down at yep. Minnehaha. Yep. Yeah. And you know Tony through just back in the day. Right. Yeah, from a long, long time ago. Like, yeah, I think we probably first met at some sort of basement show. That's the best way to meet yeah. people around yeah. town, right? So I, I bring that up because I wanted to bring up back in the day because you took a bit of a, a bit of a break from music here. You're kind of this is your first comeback. Yep. Yeah, I took basically about a decade off. <sighs> Man. <laughs> Siri, what Siri, was that? that was Siri talking. Siri on my watch. She said that. She said that's nice. Well, thanks, Siri. Um, yeah, but that's a that's a long time, man, to be to be taking a break from music. But we're glad to have you back. Thank you. I am very very glad to be back at it. It is it is a good time. the uh, the The crop is ripe for for a harvest, man. We we need some more music around town. Always always could use more music around Hell town. Yeah. Yeah. So. Thanks for coming back and, and serenading everybody. And you know what? Uh, what kind of led you to take a break on the on the music? What what got you out for a little um, while? Well, I'll try and simplify the story as much as I can. Sure. Um, but it's a few things. But the main reason was, I mean, I was in kind of a bind. I was involved with a uh, <clears throat> a labor dispute. Okay. My union was on strike, uh, and that caused me some severe financial hardship. Oh. And then some other things in my life went wrong, and I basically, at basically the worst time to try and come up with the money, I needed to figure out how to put everything on hold and mm. make it a big priority to fight a child custody battle for my son, <sighs> which was the most important thing I ever did in my life. So I, it was absolutely worth it. Yeah. I, I, I love to hear the, the end part of that. Everything else yeah. sounds, sounds rough, man, but... I'm glad you made it through. I'm glad. I'm glad you pulled through and are on are on the other side, and because that's that's a lot. And I imagine you probably you're 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 mining that well of material for some new new music now. Right? Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You can say that again. <laughs> uh, how many how many songs do you think you wrote in the you know the the lost weekend or your your lost years? I have no idea, and honestly, most of them are gone forever. Yeah, I. <clears throat> I wrote a lot of songs that I like didn't document somehow or hang on to and I went through times where I I didn't play my guitar for periods of time longer than I liked and should have but that's just how life worked that's that's exactly how but it was. yeah I I wrote a lot of songs over the course of 10 years and a few of them I'm still probably going to use um but honestly most of what i wrote in those 10 years got kind of thrown away and i just see it as a learning process and now i'm moving ahead and absolutely i've been writing a lot of new music like just this summer yeah and that's turning into the music that's basically going to be what's probably going to be a new album this winter hell yeah that's that's awesome to hear and it's it's one of those things we were talking off air and you said something I thought was really insightful. You're like if you're trying to make one album, you should write three albums and you should whittle your way down to Absolutely. to the one. And it sounds like you probably wrote about 15 to 20. Yeah, you're going <laughs> you're, you're whittling down to one. So this is going to be the the Suge E greatest hits in a, in a way. I hope so. Man, I'm I'm excited to hear it. Well, we got you here. I got you there with that beautiful guitar in hand. Do you want to? Do you want to oh, give the you. listeners one of one of the new songs or one of the old songs or whatever you're feeling? I'm gonna play one from. So so when I came out of hiatus, I I I finally properly released the album First Winter, which I I released kind of a version of a long time ago, but it was totally incomplete and I shouldn't have done it. And I sold it at some shows, and that was about it. And it was online for a little bit, and then it went away yeah and when i came out of hiatus i decided i'm gonna fix this album and properly release it so i finally did that and it, it got sent out all over it's on 
college and indie stations around the country. Love it. And uh, and and yeah, so I'm gonna play one of the songs from that album. Sweet. And the song, uh, it's called Facial Bone Structure. Um, if you don't mind, I'll just say I'd like to say a little bit about what the songs are about. Dude, take I, take I tell your stories time. at shows. Yeah. So this song is about <clears throat> it's about how Osama bin Laden and me have almost nothing in common. Um, basically, I'm not down with the murdering. I'm not down with like extreme hateful ideology. I'm not down with being rich. I'm not down with being trained by the CIA. I'm not down with any of that. But I do think we have in common uh, probably a very deep and intense loneliness. So I wrote a song about it called Facial Bone Structure, and I'll play it right now. All right. Nobody out there like me No one thinks like me No one talks like me I'm so tired of being alone Suicide bomber, your police station of love. Kill a maim indiscriminate with my love. Nobody out there like me No one thinks like me No one talks like me I'm so tired of being alone Why y'all getting so down on Osama? Think he's got a really nice facial bone structure. Like to steal toy airplanes. Crash them into my toy buildings. My God, did I say that out loud? Say that out loud. Lock me away and throw away the key. No, it's a matter of national security. Nobody out there like me No things like me No talk like me I'm so tired of being alone
Okay, that was a beautiful song. Wow. Thank you. Yeah, well, thank you. <laughs> I appreciate uh, it. It's a very simple song. Yeah, but it's gorgeous, man. Thank you. Yeah, I, appreciate I that. dude. Yeah, we need we need you back. We're glad you're here. I am back. <laughs> you're back, <laughs> man. You you are you are definitely back with I'm with back. with songs like that. When did you say you wrote that one? Um, that song I actually wrote that song originally a long time ago. I think I wrote it when I was living in Gainesville, Florida, in either 2004 or 2005. Yeah, so it was a while ago. So the the prime I I don't know like the. the peak of the iraq war almost right like yeah yeah, yeah. Like, so the reference was a little more poignant at the time i i, I think, think it's, it rings just as well now i i think for for sure man so when you when you're writing a song right like like that song for example are you sitting at home watching the news and then and then you'd like you make the connection you're like man this guy's just as lonely as me like how, how does where do the ideas come from for you i guess is the question that's a really hard question to answer yeah. um I mean, they just come from my life experiences and what I go through and what I'm thinking about. And sometimes I decide that there's something that I really want to write a song about. And half the time I get frustrated and can't force myself to do it. Sometimes it just happens. And I have a song in five minutes after I realized I think I'm writing a song about this idea or this thing that happened to me or whatever. Yeah. And it's, it's, yeah, it's kind of hard to explain it just i sometimes it's magic sometimes i'll write a part of a song and i won't be able to figure out what to do with it for years and then something else will happen and then i'll put it together and make a, a song so sometimes it takes years yeah sometimes it takes four minutes <laughs> it's it, it is quite a range isn't it yeah. and yeah, I mean it's it, it becomes like putting a puzzle together when you when yeah. you get those pieces like that. <clears throat> and I that. do have kind of a tradition of a lot of my older songs are way more blatantly political. Yeah. I'm not really doing that so much now. I mean they all are very political, but it's not as obvious to people anymore. Fair hey, that's <laughs> <laughs> it, it, okay, I got I got to ask one follow up on that. Are, is it not as obvious to people anymore because of the way you wrote the songs or because the political climate has changed so much? Um because I'm yeah, because yeah. of how I'm writing the songs. Got really. it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, like I've got some old songs that are so very blatantly political and and you can't miss the point I'm making. It's almost Fair. like I was hitting the nail a little too hard on the head. I I know what you mean. Political songs are tough. Political songs are hard because there's there's a fine line between writing Masters of War and writing a song that is just kind of like preaching to the choir of whichever side you're on. Yep. You know, and it's yep. it's a tough it's a tough road to hoe, but I mean, kudos for for even going out there and doing it and standing up for for what you believe in. And I don't know your politics one way or the other, right? So it's it's yeah. just like all I know is that song was an awesome song. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, it's just, I appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, man, that was, that was beautiful. So you're back in the game. Are you are you going to be playing around, or are you playing around? Are you doing solo acoustic stuff right now? Or are you I've playing, been, playing? Yeah, I've been playing shows again. It's all been solo acoustic so far. I'm kind of in the process of the plan is to put together a new band and record this new album with whoever I put together to be the right people. Yeah. And I'm I'm right now still kind of talking to potential people and it got held up by a rehearsal space situation mm -hmm. but it's happening um so so yeah I'm, I'm playing shows that are solo right now and i'm booking shows um i actually don't have another show right now booked until february but take I the mean, holidays off you know? yeah i mean <laughs> I, I i i do need to like focus on putting this new band together and recording this new album and then I want to put it out in the spring and I want to do a, a big tour I want to tour the east coast up into Canada and all the way down to Florida and back next summer Fun. and I need a new album to do, to, to do it hey, and, that, a, and a band would be nice <laughs> a band would be nice yeah. yeah except for you gotta pay the band you gotta feed them yeah you know I mean, but maybe you don't have to feed them. You don't have to feed them. You don't have to, not drummers. Drum, yeah, or bass players. Or bass players. They'll be fine. <laughs> uh, that's, that's awful. Yeah. <laughs> it is. Sorry, drummers. Um, and I'm bass not. players. You know what? Yeah, I'm not, I'm not either. They've, them. Yeah, they've got enough bands. <laughs> They're going to be fine. Uh, so how many how many songs are you are you planning on putting on this new record that you got? Um, I mean, it's probably going to be kind of long it's yeah i mean like we were talking earlier i do plan on bringing three albums worth of songs basically to the table when we go to record <clears throat> and whittle them down or at least 
while we're getting ready to record and whittle them down in the process. We want to whittle down as much as we can before we go into the studio because yeah. that costs a lot of money. For sure. But I do imagine that we might record songs that won't end up on the album. Nothing wrong with that. And yeah, it's just how it's going to go. Yeah, I mean, everyone everyone loves a good vault track in five to ten years. Yeah, and we can always use it later. Yeah, there's always, there's always a home for it. I yeah. mean... Bob Dylan's been making a career off of re-releasing old shit, like the oh, yeah. the blood, <laughs> um, that more blood, more tracks thing, where he just re- he's like, here's fifty songs that I didn't put on the record, or different variations of whatever. Yeah, you never know what's gonna happen. You never know what's gonna happen. Yeah, there's always there's always a home for it. So when you're working on these songs with the band and and bringing a band into the studio, what's your what's your process there? Like you're I, I see you right now with an acoustic guitar and a, and a you know and a singing voice. So do you sit down write the guitar parts, then bring it to the band and go, "All right, do your worst bass players and drummers uh, or are you like, "Here, I got the bass lines written out." Like how how do you go about it? it for me, traditionally it leans more towards trying to recruit people who will help flesh it out yeah. with me and I want to have the final say. I, I got some control issues. I do write the songs. I put together the skeleton. The ideal band, and I, I've worked with some fantastic musicians over the years that I was really fortunate enough to to work with, uh, who were really good at that, at helping fill out songs and catch things that I'm not seeing or hearing. Um, but I am a bit of a control freak, and sometimes I will kind of write some of their parts yeah. for them but ideally i don't want to <laughs> i want to write the skeleton and see some magic happen if if i get the right people in the room but but i gotta have a really solid skeleton for it to stand up yeah you can never polish a turd i mean right yeah, yeah exactly. so so you you put in you put in the bulk of the effort of writing a great song and then um I think I think that's an old that's an old Springsteen thing too, where he's you know if you if you write a good song and you give it to the good the people that you trust that you know can can paint it up right and, and do the right things on it, you're gonna end up with a good product. That's just that's a good way of doing it. And absolutely, yeah. And I mean, I'm doubling down on my Springsteen reference. Like he said, he have, have you read his book, his I have autobiography? Not. I don't, are you a Spring- Springsteen? Fan. Are, are you absolutely? Man, his his book is incredible, but. If you want like the uh, the condensed version, you can just listen to that live on Broadway album okay. because he just takes stories from the book and tells them on oh, stage. Yeah, yeah. That's that's kind of the thing. Right but on. he he talks about like how he he realized early on his band could not be a democracy. He was he's like you know I wanted to give everyone a fair fair say, and he's like no, this is a dictatorship. Yep. This is this is I someone has to have the final say, and otherwise everything just goes off the rails, right? Yeah. Like, I mean. <clears throat> the point to like a good leader, and I'm doing finger quotes right now, is that yeah, you got to be prepared to be the dictator when you need a dictator. But a really good leader can also facilitate a, an artistic, creative process where hopefully that won't be necessary very often. It's yeah. going to happen. But For sure. If I put together the right band, even if I am making some decisions, they're going to think they did. <laughs> That's a good way to put it, man. Yeah. yeah, you just, you you let everyone, everyone think it's their own idea, right? No matter. If you can, absolutely. Yeah, that's a that's an awesome way to do it. And I'm not like, about like, keeping all the credit for myself. Like, screw that. Yeah. Put together a band, make great music, and share the credit on paper and and Boom. financially. Boom. That's how you do it, man. That's yeah. how you that's how you build I mean you you know it. You that's that's how you build loyalty. That's how you build an audience. That's how you build Yep. That's how you build a scene, really, honestly, is by a lot of people doing stuff like that, which kind of leads me to speaking of the scene, you you helped build this scene back in the day. You had a record label before before you took your little hiatus, right? Yep. Yeah. yeah. I uh, <clears throat> I lived in Gainesville, Florida in 2004 and 2005, and then I moved back to Minneapolis where I grew up, and I immediately dove into the idea of creating a very unconventional record label. It's called It was called Anti-Civ Records, and I did create it, and I did kind of herd the cats the whole time. It was very similar to what we were talking about when it comes to songwriting with yeah. a band. Um 
people credited me as the founder and the person who ran it most of the times, but but we set it up as a democratically collective run thing, and a lot of really amazing musicians in Minnesota got involved with anti-civ records over the years and we would have weekly meetings where we vote on things and there would be several dozen people at those meetings often for a very long time awesome and yeah it was we did a lot of really cool stuff we even ran a warehouse venue for a while called Future Pasture and there's there's a documentary that was made about that in 2008 which just got digitized this last Saturday and put online which you can find on my YouTube channel through my website which is shugimusic.com s h u g e music.com and the the movie's called Grazing in the Future Pasture very very nice where where was Future Pasture where was Future it Pasture was in a warehouse space in South Minneapolis it was in I think it was called the Pillsbury Building. It's in the central neighborhood. Yeah. So pretty close to like 35th and 35W in that neighborhood there. Yeah, not bad. And it, uh, yeah, it got shut down, unfortunately, not all that many months after we got it up and running. We started at the beginning of 2008, and then in the summer of 2008, the the government basically shut down every DIY venue in the Twin Cities because the RNC happened that fall. Really? <laughs> yeah. So it was also a community space. We like we we had huge shows. Yeah. We had you know did recording there, all sorts of stuff. But we also allowed like the RNC welcoming committee, which was a group of radicals organizing to get ready for protesting during the <laughs> RNC. <laughs> They were meeting in our space, so yeah, we got shut down by the government. <laughs> <laughs> I love that, man. I absolutely love that. Now, <laughs> sorry, um, it's all good. <laughs> it's I, I just think it's badass that you got shut down by the government. Any anyone who does that, yeah, I gets, it was pretty cool. I, it is pretty cool, dude. You should you should open with that everywhere you go. I'm I'm Shuggy, yeah. and you know, <laughs> I used to I used to run a warehouse venue that got shut down by the government one time, and this was. My timeline might be wrong because I was in high school then. This was pre um, uh, da, 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 the Wall Street camping in Wall Street. Why well, can't uh, I think of name? Thank you, Occupy Wall Street. Yeah, that was later. That was like 2011 or so, yeah, right? Yeah, that yeah. Was like so, five years later, four years later, or something like that. Yeah, you three get, years later, maybe. That's but, that, yeah. that sounds about right because that's when that's when the protesting, from my perspective, anyways, kind of like the media picked up on it. Yep. You know, yep. so you guys you guys were out there doing it before it was even cool. Yep. Yeah, I'm I'm aware there was protests in the sixties. Everybody, <laughs> I, I know protests have been going on for forever. I'm <laughs> no, we made it up. <laughs> they invented it. So anti anti civ record label invented protesting and uh, took 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 on the RNC. They fought the law and the law won. No, but actually, they... we just allowed people to use our space for their meetings. Okay, yeah, <laughs> we weren't the ones organizing that. That's that's fair. Some people in anti civ were involved, but yeah. Anti-Civ Records officially was focusing on art and music. I love that, man. That's cool. So, what kind of or any any bands that that came through that you could you could oh, uh, wow. give a shout out to? I mean, we had dozens of bands involved with the label over the years, um, and and we were very unconventional in that we didn't operate like a normal record label. We didn't just sign people to like a record deal yeah. and take a cut and have an agreement. We just did creative what whatever we could do to. To help each other out in the music scene so we help people record albums we help book shows we had a series of shows that we called anti-civ records presents that we'd book at other venues all around the twin cities for years yeah. and we were all about like diversification of genre so we had everything from bluegrass to noise to punk to metal to i mean folk yeah. music everything and yeah bands like like a paper cup band sundowners bouncer fighter there were just a lot of good musicians involved man i i, I love it are they are there a lot of people that were working with that with you are they still are they still doing music still on the scene or yeah absolutely yeah yeah cool. yeah, yeah i i uh <clears throat> I'm still sort of in touch with some of them, but I, I see some of their more common, you know, more modern bands around town. Like uh, Prismatic Spray is a new one that's actually 
two of the three members of that band. One of them was in a paper cup band, Andrew, who went on to 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 do uh, Loud Sun after a couple bands that I can't remember the names of right now. I'm sorry. Um, and Gordon, who was in Teenage Moods for a long time, he was involved back in the day, and now they're in Prismatic Spray, and they're a really awesome new band. I saw their first show. Yeah? Um, yeah. And there's others. I'm just blanking right now. I'm sorry. No, it's, it's, <laughs> it's okay, man. I So I, I host a local show, right? And every week somebody comes in and names a band that I don't know, and I'm like, I, man, I should be embarrassed because like I'm trying to keep my finger on the pulse of things, but there's so much going on all but the that's time. That's a good thing. Too. It is a good thing, yeah. dude. It's it's such a good problem to have. Of like, I'll gladly be a fool to have extra music around, you know? Yeah, I think it's a very Minnesota thing too. Yeah, I think our climate has a lot to do with why our art scenes are so amazing i couldn't agree more i yeah. there's a season that and drinking that and drinking dude <laughs> that is the minnesota culture right yep. there winter and then drinking beer in a garage and complaining about winter yep like that's that's what it is um yeah dude i mean actually like because you're you're like something i talk about pretty frequently is how music to me has a bit of a like a seasonality to it there there are records that i hear that i'm like oh that's a fall record or like that's a winter record like yeah there there are things like that and when i was listening to your your song earlier um the facial bone structure i was like man this is perfect for the first winter snowy day here like this is just a beautiful um just raw organic sound and it it's I, I I say this word's not going to sound good, but I mean it good. It's it's dry. Yeah. Like you, you know what I mean. I think I get what you're saying. Yeah. I've always had a hard time describing it, especially when people ask me why did you name the album First Winter. Yeah. But like, yeah. The the music just I have a hard time describing why that name makes sense for that album, but it it does exactly. for a number of reasons. Yeah. But it just does. It totally fits, man. Yeah. It's, it's thank you. Yeah, and I, I love it, and it's Minnesotan to the core, and it's yes, it's, it is. It's awesome, and uh, I, I think here's what I think. I think people are sick of hearing me talk. I think they would <laughs> love to hear another Shug E song if you if you want to play can I another check one. Check my tuning for real quick. You absolutely can. Oh, um, be super fast about. Oh, dude, take your time while you're while you're doing that. Where can uh, where can people find your music again? It's at Shug um, Again, my website is shugimusic.com which is s-h-u-g-e music.com and and one thing i did in coming out of hiatus is i realized i had i had some catch-up to do i haven't been performing for a decade and i've still got i've still got fans out there who who are really excited that i'm doing this again but you know some of them a lot of them just kind of drifted away over the course of 10 years and some who are still paying attention you know they're my age they've got families and yeah i've got a i've got a little catch-up to do to like you know get get the attention back up to where it was at a certain point and make sure i can you know get enough people to show to certain shows at certain venues so i i put first winter out and i just decided it's just going to be free so I put it online, and you can download or stream it free. You can find it on any of the streaming platforms, and there's links that you can use through my website. And then I decided to just take it a little further. I found some old albums that I actually thought had been lost for a long time, and I put five other old albums up, all free. Love and it. the idea is, yeah, I got to play some catch up. So I'm just going to give away a bunch of my old music and this one finally released somewhat new album for free. And I'm writing a bunch of new music. I'm going to go into the studio. I'm going to put together this band. I'm going to record a new album. And I'm going to charge money for it next year. <laughs> that's, I think so, that's a fair that's ask. <laughs> yeah, I, I love it. Uh, what are you, you going to play for us? Here? So on that note, I'm going to play a new song that I actually just wrote that, that is probably going to change as I put together this band. But I think it's really appropriate. It's a very simple song, which is also a theme with me where there was a period where... I kind of got sucked into a little too much of trying to give people what I thought they wanted. Mm. And I started making songs more complicated and way faster. And I actually got really good at like playing guitar a million miles an hour. But it's not really what I'm feeling in my my gut. For sure. And I'm 
My songwriting now, I feel like I'm really focusing on being really subtle. And the songs are simpler, but they're they're what I'm feeling, like, wholeheartedly. Um, so, like, this song, I just wrote it. It's probably going to change some, but it's very simple. It's basically two chords. It's not even very long, but it's it's about <clears throat> me coming out of hiatus and doing all of this again. So, Excited and I think it. it's called, what, it, what, what was the name my son seems to think it should be it's uh uh whole life i think is the name of the song sweet but that might change too who knows anything can change it's all fluid yeah yeah but i like it so far so i'm gonna play it Ooh. i'll start it right <laughs> Singing this song my whole life Whether you've been listening or not I'll be singing this song till the day I die Noticed or not, there's a line or two about you. And I've been singing to you my whole life. you've been listening or not I'll be singing to you till the day I die whether you knew it or not it's always been about you With you my whole life Even before I met you Whether you knew it or not And I'll be in love with you Till the day I die Whether you love me back or not I don't care about that That's that's a beautiful song. Um, so thank you. Yeah, yeah. I, I gotta take a break to thank sponsors so I can cry a little bit. Um, <laughs> we'll be we'll be right back. I'm glad you're here in Happy Productions Live. Glad you're here. Crab cakes made with real crab and shrimp, fresh veggies, and Parmesan cheese drizzled with a roasted red pepper aioli. Deep fried pickle roll ups, hand wrapped in deli ham and cream cheese. Jerk chicken tacos, fish tacos, Hawaiian pulled pork tacos, Korean street tacos, chipotle sweet potato, tacos, 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 and more. Now that our mouths have stopped watering, let me tell you more about the Fort North Branch, a cozy bar and restaurant featuring handcrafted cocktails, craft beer, all the food I mentioned, and even more. The Fort was made with you in mind. Like them on Facebook or learn more at thefortnb.com. That's The Fort in North Branch. Silent Ability is a nonprofit organization that is committed to helping physically challenged people remain active in outdoor sports, especially hunting and shooting. 
The volunteers at Silent Ability are dedicated to outfitting people that have physical challenges with the tools and mobility equipment needed to make their dreams of hunting a reality. If you or someone you know has a physical challenge and you'd like to learn more, or if you'd like to make a donation to support the mission of Silent Ability, go to silentability.org. That's silentability.org. Tune in Wednesdays for On the Road with Addie's presentation of So You Own a VW Bus. Audio tales from us, Ryan and Miracle, as we interview fellow Volkswagen bus owners. Go On the Road with Addie, right here on happyproductions.live. More happiness. Less crappiness. Live. We are live with Suge E in the studio on his comeback tour, bringing bringing the heat. Man, we've been listening to some beautiful, beautiful songs. Is and uh, I twisted his arm. We're gonna get him to play one more, not right away. But we were talking, uh, we were talking about winter, and it's the first snow of the year out there, right? Yep. And you know, we every year winter comes, people complain about it and whatever. This year, you know what I'm excited about? All these damn Texas license plates are gonna leave. Oh yeah. But where did they come from? Why is everyone from Texas up here all of a sudden? Well, I I kind of <laughs> figure they're having a tough day today. <laughs> yeah, I, I know. So they're gonna go. They're gonna go back back to Texas. I am I am pro Iowa border wall. That's my that's my <laughs> thing. I think. <laughs> <laughs> I mean Wisconsin too. Right? Yeah, really. We could just we could just kind of do it. You know, we got the river, which helps a little bit. But I, I think anything north of that, a little bit of a wall, wouldn't yeah. be such a bad idea. Yeah. Um, just join Canada. Yeah, no, that's that's fine. Grant Glad, twenty twenty six. The only only platform I have is border wall around Iowa I think and Wisconsin. Election year is twenty twenty four. That's why I'm running in twenty twenty six. Okay, I get it now. <laughs> make sure that i don't get any votes um yeah that was that was my uh my thing about i i i don't i don't know where where you came from texas i'm i'm just fooling you we we love you texas folks but all of a sudden i see your license plates everywhere and i just don't understand why um but yeah we're back with suge e in the studio and suge i got a, i got a question for you um who are your like who are your guys who are your, or your girls who are your influences where where does this come from Ooh, that's a tough one i i mean <clears throat> I could name like some more famous bands that have really influenced me musically. Some of them are kind of cliche. Some of them aren't. I'm getting old, so they're probably mostly cliche. But <laughs> I mean, I don't care what people think uh, and how many people call it dad rock. I loved Wilco. I nice. loved Uncle Tupelo. <sighs> I loved Sunvolt. Uh, that stuff has really influenced me. A lot of like traditional music has influenced me. One of my my favorite songwriters of all time is Gillian Welch. Oh yeah, and probably the one musician who I've covered more than anyone else in the world. And then and then there's the political influence. I don't know if you've ever heard of David Rovix. He's a songwriter no. out of out of Portland. He's really famous globally for very political songs. Okay. He plays like on the stage at protests and stuff like that. <laughs> Got He's it. He's a really cool guy. He has influenced my songwriting a lot over the years. <clears throat> especially back when I was a little too blatantly political with my songwriting. Um, and then honestly most of my influences come from people that I've personally known. So yeah. like smaller bands like a paper cup band had a huge influence on me. Um, uh, the Cactus Blossoms have had a huge influence <sighs> on me. Um, and then, you know, we can go really obvious big ones. Bruce Springsteen, like, helped shape me growing up, yeah. even before I even knew that I wanted to be a musician. So I think that's a pretty good list. That is, I mean, that's a pretty good... I would good... also throw out, like, Neutral Milk Hotel, Bright Eyes... Oh, I like sad music. I I've, really do. Man, I I love sad music. I gotta I gotta ask you about Neutral Milk Hotel and like everything is for somebody out there. And that's one album I've tried so many times that I haven't gotten in a, in the airplane over the sea because they only have one record. Is that right? There's there's another album. Is there? Yes, there is. So it's not as good. Okay, but as a <laughs> it's still as, good. It's still good. It's still yeah, worth. I still can't worth remember the name of it. As a as a Neutral Milk Hotel fan, um, like. And I, I don't know how to say this without sounding like a jerk, but I don't mean it like a jerk. Like, what, what is it? You know what, what? You know what I mean? Like, what is the thing about that record that an idiot like me can't seem to get? 
I think it's just a personal taste thing. Like, I think it I might blame be. blame someone for not liking it. Like, I, it's it's a really unique kind of blending of sounds. Yeah. And I could... I can understand how it could rub some people the wrong way, and I've I've known a lot. I've had a lot of friends who hated it. Yeah, and hated the fact that I played it so much in the tour van. <laughs> that kind of stuff. That's a, it's it's just one of those things where like, you know, when everybody likes something, or not not everybody, but enough people, and it's like critically acclaimed, and you're like, oh, this thing, like people are really getting something out of this. It's like I want to get what you're getting out of that. Like, what am I missing? You know what I mean? Yeah, good question. I think a lot of it has to do with just what you personally yeah, like. I think. Like for me, when it gets a little distorted and a little weird, it, it really reminds me of like what uh, uh, Wilco's Yankee Hotel Foxtrot kind of did for me. It was yep. like, whoa, this is not what they were doing before, and it's kind of weird, and I love it. It's a lot of left field. Yeah, like it's 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 not really incorporating noise mu- music but it's incorporating some of the things that I do appreciate about like weird noise for music that kind of arty stuff yeah and there's still there's still like songs there's still yeah. stru- you know a structure oh, yeah. and then the other thing that that one uh, Neutral Milk Hotel album in my opinion does like it's in my opinion it's one of the best albums ever as a full complete album really and it's even down to the point where if you listen to it like the songs don't that there's a little clip of of silence between each song, but they're recorded blended. Like yeah, it was, it was it was on purpose, and it's a themed album. It's a love it's a love letter to uh, Anne Frank. Uh, Anne right? Frank, yeah. yes. Which man, see, I'm gonna listen to this on my ride home again because I I with records that I don't get for whatever like another another band that for whatever reason never stuck with me was U2. Okay, um, so I listen to the Joshua Tree every year to see if I, if it finally clicks yeah. with me. It hasn't yet, but I yeah. try. <laughs> I, you know, I give it I give it a fair shake. Um, but that's that's a whole different different ball game than that. But yeah, I like your I like your Mount Rushmore, man. Those are those are some solid influences, and I can see where where you'd be into just great songs one like great songwriting great song structure and then also not being afraid to get a little bit weird with it and experiment when when it makes sense which is super cool because a lot of people play it straight and narrow and you kind of miss out you just miss out on uh, you don't you don't know what you don't know what you don't know you gotta you gotta experiment whether it sticks or not you gotta mess around you got to that's the whole that's the reason we're doing this what are you going to do otherwise? Just copy everything that you've heard all your life? Exactly. At least try and make something new. Man, I love I love Which your style. Technically, is not possible. Yeah. <laughs> Did you see that TED talk on that? No. There's no, a, I've, I've just heard a lot of people kind of go off on the topic of it. Like, there, there was there's a no t- such thing as original music anymore. Man, I'm and with you. Can I'm, technically make that argument. Y- yeah. But it's also wrong. Exactly, it is wrong. I'm I'm on Team Shuggy on this one. I, I completely agree with you. But there was there was a TED talk that was interesting. I wish I knew the guys' names, but they were up there and they had built like a, a melody machine because there's only eight notes, right? And yeah. they're like, so all the melodies have been used according to these eight notes. But yep. it, but then it was like, well, then how are we still getting new songs, bozos? Like. <laughs> still happening there's, there's different ways to make noises that are the same notes yeah. there's awesome. you can mute stuff yeah. you can, on, on guitar for example you can do hammer-ons and hammer-offs and slides and yep. weird things and, and yeah like it's it's just incorrect it, it is the <laughs> the cool the cool takeaway from that was they were they were doing it because they were they wanted to copyright like they had their computer write all these melody things so like we're gonna copyright all of this so nobody can sue anybody for like they stole my song anymore that was the idea it was it was That's kind an of interesting idea yeah it was it was proving <laughs> it was trying to prove a point and I'm, I'm butchering this explanation right yeah. now but they were trying to prove a point of like mary jane's last dance and um there was a new Sam Smith, I think, had a song that sounded like Mary Jane's last okay. time. But it just was like a lot of new popular songs were like sounding similar to old yeah. songs. And their their argument was like, well, at a certain point, it's that's going to happen. Yeah. You know, and you just have to be okay I mean, with it's it. Mathematically inevitable. Ex- yeah. And that was that was the thing. Now that I butchered that explanation and took us down a rabbit <laughs> hole. Um, so I've, I've got to ask you about your name. Where where did the name oh, wow. Suge E come from? <clears throat> there is a story behind that. I didn't I didn't expect you to ask about that. I I, I like to you know come out of left field um, a little bit. Some of it, some of it, I I don't think I should talk about to the Fair. entire world. <laughs> 
but for the most part, the best part of the story is uh, it was it started as a prank. It started as a prank by someone that I worked with at a weekly newspaper in the Twin Cities called The Pulse of the Twin Cities that tried to compete with the city pages yep. back in the day, back in the mid-2000s. And it was a prank. They wrote about it in the paper, and it was combined with a write-up for one of my shows, and they just kind of made up the name and told people this was my new name, explained how to pronounce it, encouraged everyone to come to the show and celebrate my the birth of Shuggy and to call him Shuggy from now on. And a few months later, everyone's calling me Shuggy, and I'm constantly telling people that was a prank, quit calling me that. And then one day it just kind of hit me. Yeah, I'm Shuggy now. Yeah. And then I just, and there's more to it, but, yeah. and then I, I started going by Shuggy, and that was 2004. Nice. So I've been Shuggy ever since then, and then along the way I ended up, uh, when my son was born, I chose the last name Mississippi, so it's Shuggy Mississippi as the whole name, and uh, and that's not my birth last name, and I didn't legally change it, and I'm still thinking about doing a hyphenated legal thing, but my son's last name is Mississippi, and then later on... A cousin of mine and a, a musician who was also involved with the Anti-Civ Records uh, gave me a middle name, which was absolutely ridiculous, but it was so ridiculous I had to take it. So I, if you really want to know my full name, it's Shuggy Outer Space, Mississippi. <laughs> that is perfect. Thanks. That is, but, I, yeah. but as a musician, I tend to just go by Shuggy. That, <laughs> just that, the first name. That makes sense. And and you were telling me you had... Uh, Sorry, that was a little long-winded, but it <laughs> could have been a lot more. <laughs> Man, nothing nothing wrong with that. I, I got long-winded about a melody maker that I don't even know half how it works. <laughs> um, like, you were telling me you had... Uh, a legal thing with someone else with a similar name? Can oh, we, yeah. Can we talk Should about night. that? Yeah. The, the owner of Death Row Records. Yeah, sometime in the in the mid to late 2000s, uh, every YouTube video of me performing solo where my name as Shuggy was like in the searchable title started getting taken down. And then uh, one of my solo albums got taken down off of Bandcamp. And I started reaching out to YouTube and Bandcamp I think it was Bandcamp. I can't remember. It may have been something similar to that at the time. I don't know if it was Bandcamp at the time. But one of them, like, actually, like, engaged with me and showed, emailed me a, a copy of part of a cease and desist letter from the legal team of Suge Knight because my stuff was apparently messing with his Google ability of his name. I doubt if he even knew about it or had anything to do with it. It was just his legal team. Man. taking my stuff down so I wouldn't mess with this Google ability. And it got out of control to the point where there, I mean, years of live performances that were on YouTube that are just gone forever. That sucks. And, and I had to, at a certain point, start having my own websites and hosting all my music on my web anything that I do under the name Shuggy on my own website otherwise even Bandcamp was was like caving wow. in I'm pretty sure it's okay now because I've got stuff on Bandcamp now and I started using YouTube again and I've got a YouTube channel nothing's happened so I think it blew over over yeah, the years but yeah like Shug wow. Knight's legal team actually took a whole bunch of action to take down my videos and music off the internet, which is just bizarre. That's wild. Did you save that cease and desist letter? I think I do have it somewhere, actually. I need to I need to look for that. That's awesome. I haven't thought about whether or not I still have that in a long time. Oh, dude. I uh I need to go home and look for that. Idea? I put that on my website. A album cover. Oh yeah. Dude. <laughs> or at least maybe the liner notes or something. Oh yeah, because like it's, it's hilarious. It's it's perfect, yeah. dude. Yeah. And yeah, Shuggy doesn't have the sway he or not Shuggy Knight <laughs> doesn't have the sway he did back in the mid two thousands. Yeah, I kinda doubt if I'm on there. Yeah, yeah people were still worried about him back then. Now it's, it's And I've fine. noticed since I started playing again, like there's a bunch of artists with they're they're pretty much all hip hop artists, but yeah. there's a bunch of artists in the world right now on the internet 
with the same name as me. I don't think they pronounce it the same, but they spell it the same. They spell it the same. Well, yeah. it's time for you to start sending out your cease and desist letters. Maybe I should. Yeah. We uh, <laughs> we've got we've got a, a, a lawyer on the show. So every every Wednesday, Happy Trucker oh. does a show uh, called Lawyers, Guns, and Money with uh, John. Yeah, Patrick and Moore from Jocelyn and Moore Law Offices. So if you wanted to send a cease and desist to all these other shuggies, you could give him a call at seven six three four zero one four six four six. Yeah, see, I don't actually want to do that. <laughs> I know. That's a really mean thing to do. I know. And yeah. Stupid. It it would be kind of stupid, but you know, I just wanted to give a plug to the, a to the good idea. lawyer. Um, look, Shuggy, I I have been uh, I've been talking your ear off. I think that people would love to hear one more song out of you before I we would love to play another song. Wrap it up. What do you got for us? Well, I'm gonna play a a song. This is a song that's on First Winter, the album that I basically just put out this year. But I'm, it's one of the songs on the album that I'm kind of not happy with, to be just okay. being honest. So I've been kind of reworking it. I've been making it more subtle than ever. And this is the one of my old songs that I think I'm going to be bringing into this project for recording this winter. Cool. Doesn't mean it's going to make the cut and be on the album, but I'm going to throw it in the mix and see what happens. Uh, but I do feel like I've kind of reinvented this song. So this is called uh, Alone When I Die. I love it. And I'll just play it. All right. Sun in the corner of my eyes. I could see the sun in the corner of my eyes, and that's you. Should have seen that too. And I could see the changes in the corner of your eyes. I could see the changes in the corner of your eyes, and that's you. Should have seen that too. See your ghost in the corner of my eyes. I can see your ghost in the corner of my eyes, and that's you. Should have been here. And I can be the pain in the corner of my eye. I can be the pain in the corner of my eye. I'm gonna share with you. Be the freedom being on I die. I can feel the freedom being on I die. That's true. You feel free too. I can feel the freedom being on I die. I can feel the freedom being on I die. That's true. Gonna die alone too. Feel the sweat from the sting in my eye. I can feel the sweat from the sting in my eyes, and that's you. Never feel that too. And I can feel them burn from the flame in your eyes. I can feel them burn from the flame in your eyes, and that's you. Never feel your pain too. I can feel the sad and we're all gonna die I can feel the sad and we're all gonna die And that's true You're gonna die too I can 
feel the freedom being born when I die. I can feel the freedom being born when I die. Not sure. You can feel afraid sure. And I can feel the freedom being born when I die. I can feel the freedom being born when I die. Not sure. Gonna die alone. See the sun in the corner of my eye. I could see the sun in the corner of my eyes, and that's you. Should have seen that too. And I could see the changes in the corner of your eyes. I could see the changes in the corner of your eyes, and that's you. Never see that too. See your ghost in the corner of my eye. I can see your ghost in the corner of my eyes. Should've been here. And I can feel the pain in the corner of my eye. I can feel the pain in the corner of my eye. Share with you. Feel the freedom being lonely I die. I can feel the freedom being lonely I die. And that's you. You feel afraid too. I can feel the freedom being lonely I die. I can feel the freedom being lonely I die. I don't want to. Won't grow old with you. Damn. <laughs> Sorry, that got out of tune. <laughs> no, no, that was just right. That was, yeah, yeah, man. I, I did. Thank you, thank you very much. We're, uh, man, this flew by. We're coming up on the coming up at the end of our time together. Really? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah. It did fly I by. mean, it doesn't have to be. I, 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 for for the listeners out there, I tell everybody when when they come here, like you don't you don't have a hard stop at eight, but you're not obligated to hang out with me after that either. And tonight with the roads and everything, and and Shug wanted to get home to his kid, he probably won't stick around too much longer. But may, maybe we'll see what happens. Anyway, I'm a little worried about the roads. I hear it. So. I hear you, man. No, so we, uh, yeah, we won't we won't force you to stay. We don't we don't we don't make anybody do anything they don't want to do around here. Um, I got one. One last question for you. Oh, my son texted me and said he's listening. Oh, is he? Yep. Awesome. Well, hello. Hey, Rio. 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 Hey, Rio. Shout out to Rio. Rio, Mississippi. Rio, Mississippi. That's Rio an awesome. That's an awesome name. Yes, it is. Oh, he's an amazing human being. Man, yeah. I love well, you, Rio. <laughs> yeah, I I love that man. That's that's so cool. There is there is not no. Uh, no more important thing in this world than than uh, than raising your kids, right? So, absolutely, man. Good, good job. I, I haven't met Rio, but I I know, I know he's a good kid. Oh, I I believe. Yeah, it. of course he is. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but I got I got one last question before I, right. I let you run, and this is this is the question I ask. This is the only one that I really come to any of these shows scripted with that I ask everybody. Okay. And it's kind of interesting for you from your perspective because you've been around the Minneapolis scene for so long. You were down in Florida for a while. You took a little bit of a hiatus. Um, but I just like to know, like, there are so many places where people could choose to make music. You could do it in Los Angeles. You could do it in New York. You could do it in Madison, Wisconsin. I mean, I don't know why you'd want to do it in Madison, Wisconsin, but you could. Um, <laughs> this, is, this is a new theme I'm, I'm toying with. We're gonna, you don't like Madison? No, I don't have a problem with Madison. They're fine. It's just Wisconsin. Yeah, I mean, it's probably the coolest town in Wisconsin. It, it actually, yeah, it's a good town. I don't know. I like Eau Claire. Eau Claire's all right. Eau Claire's all right. Eau Claire. I went to high school not yeah. too far from there. It's, it's well, not. A small town north of Menominee. North of Menominee? Um, Boyceville, Wisconsin. 
class of 94 nice yeah all right boysville i used to uh, i used to sell coffee out there and so i used to go to that cenex in boysville right oh, off yeah. the right okay. off the main drag i, yeah. I brought their coffee yeah. to them for a while One of my brothers worked there for years yeah <laughs> Yeah, yep. so yep, I know I know Boysville. Okay, wow, that's weird. I know, isn't it kind of wild? People know where Boysville. No, is. it was it was like the only stop I had in that town, and then I would go. Um, where did I go from Boysville? I didn't go to Ladysmith. That was a different day. I'd, I, I, anyway, I'm getting us off topic, but okay. <laughs> but like my question for you is like what. Uh, what makes you want to do this in, in Minneapolis, man? Because we, we know it's not it's not the weather, right? But yeah. like, what what about the scene attracts you and keeps bringing you back? It's a good question. I mean, when I came back from Florida in 2005, it's hard to describe why I came back then, but I have always just, I mean, sure, the winters are tough, but I love Minnesota yeah. and, and Minneapolis specifically. I've always said this. Minneapolis is the smallest town in the world that you will ever find that's pretending to be a big city <laughs> and has the cool things about a, a big city, but the cool things that you can't get in big cities. Yeah. That are, like, I, I just love Minnesota. I mean, we have like, <clears throat> like there, there's a blend between what people call redneck and city, <laughs> yep. and you know what? Most of us are kind of all of that, mm -hmm. kind of bunched together. Like, Anti-Civ Records had a band called Thrashganistan involved with the label that wrote all songs about ice fishing, and it was a <laughs> punk band. Awesome. So cool. That's yeah. that's very Minnesotan. That is yeah. very Minnesotan. Minnesota has. We have everything. I love this place. And now my son is the real reason why, honestly, if I didn't have my son because of just things in our country, mainly political, <laughs> there's a good chance I would have moved to another country by now. Yeah. But no, Rio's the most important person in my life. But if I'm going to be anywhere in the United States, it's it's going to be Minnesota, despite how brutal the winters get. <sighs> I I love it. This and entire state is amazing, and Minneapolis is the best city in the world. Yeah. And I, I absolutely believe that. And we do have so much art and music. <laughs> so much art. It's ridiculous. It's, yeah, exactly, man. And, and I believe in one thing, a phrase that I repeat every now and then is a rising t tide raises all ships. And I believe that about musicians. Like, I'm not in competition with other artists no. in Minnesota. No, the more of us, the more we can, like, Anti-Civ Records was the epitome of musicians coming together and doing everything they could to encourage and help each other. And that's the way to think about it. I know musicians who think that they're like competing with people and they get jealous and they get weird about booking and who's going to be on what bill. Yeah. And, and they don't make that's it. That's just a waste. Of, that's a waste of time. There are so many great musicians that I want to encourage and I learn from them. They learn from me and it all works out. And if we all do good, we all do good. Exactly. Kind of another Minnesota reference. It's kind of like what Paul Wellstone used to yeah, say. Right? We all do good when we all do good. It's <laughs> so true, man. Well, I think I think that is a great high note to leave it on. Um, Shuggy, thank you so much for coming on. This has been an absolute Thanks pleasure, yeah, man. This has been a blast. Um, we're gonna play. We're gonna play first winter tonight. I think we'll just play that over the over the fourth hour. So if you're listening on Sunday on the replay, fourth hour. Sweet. So just yeah. Just to warn you. Yeah. The last track on the album, I played around with the idea of a secret track. Oh. So the first, like, 20 seconds of that track is actually silent. Good good to know. <laughs> and then you get a live track from and a basement show in Minneapolis even, a long time ago. Even better, man. That'll be that'll be awesome. So stay stick around for the for the live track. We're gonna play that over the fourth hour. Man, this has been an absolute pleasure. It's been it's been a joy getting to know you. I can't thank you enough for coming. Um, I think I'm gonna I'm gonna take a second to thank some sponsors, but then I'm gonna play you off with Wilco. I think I'll throw on Jesus, etc. for you yeah. for for while you're walking out, and then we'll we'll see where the night takes us from there. But thanks again, Shuggy. Can't thank you enough. You're listening to Glad You're Here and Happy Productions. Um, I should give you one more chance to tell the people where they can find all your music, catch oh, your, yeah. your shows coming up, all that well, good stuff. I have a website. It's www. That shows how old I am because I say the www sometimes. <laughs> it's shuggymusic.com and shuggy is spelled S-H-U-G-E. I think you know how to spell music. Shuggymusic.com. You can find all everything about me on there, including 
things that I don't want to share, but I had to because I do have stalkers because I've been a little too public in my life. Um, but yeah, and and there are links there to find all those six albums, including First Winter, that you can stream or download for free. Some of the oldest ones are a little cringy, to be honest, but they got their, their place in the universe. So yeah, shugimusic.com, and you can see booking shows. I add things to there as things change. Right now, the next show is on February 24th in St. Paul. I'm sure something will get booked sooner, and it'll be on the website. I I, I love to hear it, man. I'm excited. Uh, yeah. I'm excited to and catch it. And there's links on the website to the social media, which my teenage son keeps telling me is really important now. I got to stay on top Jeez. of the social media. So follow me on Instagram and YouTube and Facebook and all that crap. All the <laughs> <laughs> unfortunately, Rio's right, but uh, yeah. Give, give Shuggy a follow and uh, go catch him at a show. I'm going to get on my high horse real quick. Um, it's awesome to play his stuff on Bandcamp and Spotify and all the streaming things, but when you go to a show to oh, support yeah. local music, make sure you buy some merch, buy a CD, stuff like that, because that's how that's how the, you know guys like Shuggy are able to keep doing this for us and making awesome music. So just be, just be aware of supporting local arts when you're going out. Go catch a show and do all of that good stuff. You're listening to Glad You're Here in HappyProductions.Live. Going to take a second. Thanks to sponsors, and then we're going to dive into a little bit of Wilco here. We'll be right back. There you have it, folks. That was my conversation with Suge E. It was an absolute pleasure to get to know him. Another one of those guys that I didn't know from the scene until I got a chance to meet him on on the air, on the show. So as I'm sure you've noticed, these were all recorded live. There are some references to shows and dates and things like that that don't line up, but I feel like the bulk of the conversations are still value there, so I, I wanted to get all these out on the podcast. And Suge E, man, he blew me away. I really loved his live stuff. I'm excited to go catch him, catch him at some shows around town. And yeah, I, that's, that's all I got to say. I, I just really enjoyed this conversation. It was great to meet him, great to meet another musician and get to, get to learn about him. So thanks for tuning in. Grant Glad Music on the Instagram. Glad you're here, Radio Show on Facebook. And all of the things. Go out, support some live local music. Even if you're not in Minnesota, go catch a local band from around you. And uh, give them some love, huh? Give them some love. Thank you so much for tuning in. We'll see you next week.